Welcome to the Anime Territory. I'm your host this week, Johnny Ruhal. Uh, we surveyed hundreds of people, and 8 out of 10 of them thought that my co-host was a yokai when they saw him in the dark, and the other 2 out of 10 could be convinced that he was some sort of monster. I am, of course, referring to my best friend, Benjamin Shaving. Alright, that, that, that's good. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Uh, so this week we're talking about the anime The Tatami Galaxy, which is not one that either of us had seen all of before. I had seen the first two episodes years ago, and a friend of ours has been telling me to watch it for since then. So, uh, Ben, what do you think of The Tatami Galaxy? I think it is very good. Um... It's very fast. It's probably its downside. It's a mile a minute text, but at least they let you know that up front. And the text that they give you, or the, yeah, the, the subtitles that they give you up front are ones that are repeated in yes. other episodes. So if you miss it, it's like, okay, that's fine because you already know, basically. You get ca- it, it makes it pretty, you get yeah. caught up. You get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. as, as you go, you're... You can either read faster or you get the general sense of what's happening because you've yeah. already seen it before. Yes. We should note this is Masaki Yuasa and this is the third Masaki Yuasa thing we've covered because Ping Pong and Ride Your Wave are also directed by him. Correct. So this is probably our third. We, we said Tatami Galaxy, right? That's oh, Tatami Galaxy. Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, it's very good. It's very fast. Um, has very interesting artwork. It's very good. Um, it's just very solid though. I don't think it blows my mind. It okay. doesn't elevate it up to like great to fantastic for me, but it is very good. Okay. I liked it. I think it does blow my mind a little bit, but, okay. um, part of that is the art style. I mean, we're, we're sort of used to Masaki Yuasa's art from mm-hmm. like ping pong. This one is more stylized than that because there'll often just be, like, just live action scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, or like characters interacting with like backgrounds that are just still images from mm-hmm. from live action because it's very surreal. Um, the see the only thing I'll say about that is I don't feel like we get that a whole lot throughout the series. It's more of that like the last couple episodes. I feel it, like it's it sprinkled it was, it was in a little bit. There. Yeah, but it that style is kind of only in a couple episodes. It's it's last... great, but. The last couple episodes are when it gets real sci-fi, though, too, and real strange. Which, to me, is the the best episodes. It's like, yeah, this is this is great. I like the three. I think it kind of meanders. So the like, the way we watch this, we watch the first eight episodes one night, and then we watch the last last three today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the three episodes before the last three were very good as well. Um, Yeah. So I would say. How many episodes? There's 11 episodes There's 11 total. episodes. So, 9, 10, and 11 are very different from the rest of the show. Um, 8, 7, and 6 are a slightly different structure than the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. I would say 1 and 2 are the most similar to each other. 3 and 4 and 5 kind of start to deviate more and more. I gotcha. Um, yeah, you're right. So... I guess this is starting. This this will be a light spoiler area right here. Okay. Um, you'll know what this show is about after watching the first two episodes. This show is like a time loop show. Yes. So every episode ends with well, the first I should say the first episode 
a lot of episodes end with the main character saying, I wish I could have made a different choice and spent my college years better so I could have this idealized life that I was thinking of. And then he reverses back in time in the next episode. He changes one small thing and we get to see the, you know, the split. Yeah. The the ramifications of it. Yeah. Um, His do-over, basically. And then the first couple of episodes are very, very similar. They follow a very similar plot structure. And then they get more and more different and weird. They deviate more the later you go. Deviate is the word I was looking for. We get to see the deviations. Uh Um, Though it's still, there are some, um, like if you look on Wikipedia, they're like, yeah, every episode basically follows the same structure. There is... He starts out by joining a club. Yes. He will... He As his years is spent, he kind of alienates himself from that club just by his natural awkwardness. Awkwardness. And not being able to fit in with other people. Just kind of sucking at everything. <laughs> yeah. So he becomes disillusioned with the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, while part of that club, he meets and befriends... Uh, Ozu, Ozu, which I have called the corrupter, because Ozu corrupter. constantly says, like, from the moment I met you, I've been trying to, like, bring you down. <laughs> we bring are, you, like, I, I was always, like... We are tied by the dark fates. <laughs> I'm taking you with me. Yeah. <laughs> We're tied together to the dark thread of fate. And I, I was always looking out for your worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's, like, uh, he's just a, he's a generally bad influence and cannot be trusted. I no. love him. I love Ozu. Yeah, Ozu's but he great. cannot be trusted. Um, he befriends an underclassman at some point, or becomes close to, a varying Leaves, degrees in the yeah. episodes. Um, a girl named Akashi. The he always meets a fortune teller, and right. the fortune teller always tells him to seize the opportunity that's right in front of that's been dangling in front of you this whole time. Which we um, know what it is. But and then each we'll episode, she increases her fee by one thousand. <laughs> 1,000 yen. $1,000. Nah, it's more like $10. He realizes that he's got like a little stuffed animal, a mochi guman or something like that. I wrote wrote down how it's spelled. So we're just going straight into spoilers or? Well, we'll... Just saying that. Yeah, we're in the light spoiler area here. Okay. Dope. Go for it. He sees a mochi guman dangling on his light switch that he realizes belongs to Akashi. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he tries to, he's like, all right, I'm going to take that first step and and do something with this. And then he fails, at, mostly due to his own cowardice of moving yes. forward. And then he bemoans his life and wishes to go do back. it over. Yeah. So that that's the basic plot structure of back. each episode. <laughs> um, and those parts become smaller and smaller parts of the episode. Yeah. Um, or I guess, like, some episodes, he spends more time with the club. Like, okay. Yeah. The, the first so, episode, he didn't really spend a lot of time with the tennis club stuff. But it wasn't really important. Yeah. Whereas, like, when he's in the secret society, that he spent a lot of time with him in the secret society. So, yeah. Yeah, all those plot lines kind of vary in their importance. Yeah. In, by episode. And there are characters that are not very in that some like one of the characters who shows up towards the later episodes is like he's billed as one of the main side characters and he's in like three episodes uh that would be aijima aijima okay yeah he was in the second episode because he is the um like the director's assistant 
He's barely in the second episode. Oh, really? But I, I clocked him. Okay. Um, he How is... fast was he going? <laughs> uh, 13 miles per hour. Oh, that's not very fast. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah, so like characters will kind of wax and wane in importance as the episodes yeah. go on. So some characters get stronger highlight, and then like our um, our main our main two are pretty much in every episode, which would be the main character who has no name, correct? And Ozu are pretty much in every episode. We're going to call him Senpai. Okay, yeah, because that's what Akashi refers yes. to him as. So, and nobody else really calls him by name. It's true. Um. Okay, so. The... You want to give your impressions? Oh yeah, my impressions are. I think this is the masterpiece. I don't think I can give this lower than a ten. Oh really? Yeah, I think okay. this is. It's not like in my favorites, but I like the lowest I could give this anime is a nine, and I would still feel a little bad about that. I, I feel like it is weird and strange, and then maybe I'm just attracted to weird and strange, but they really lean into the weird and strange and the art side of this, so. Okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't go that high. Okay. Uh, well, that's why we, that's, if we if we were both just here agreeing with each other, want to make for a very interesting podcast. Some would argue it doesn't either. That well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that too. <laughs> ha! Beat you to it. Okay, so, do you want to talk? I don't know how to talk about this. Do we do an episode by episode synopsis? Yeah, we... let's go for it. I wrote a bunch of notes. Okay, sure. So the first episode, I might have wrote these out of order because I might have like taken notes and then went back to the plot. Later, I've just been writing the plot. Okay, but uh, say I think this starts with the main dude, Senpai, uh, meets the god of matchmaking, and the god of matchmaking tells him that he is choosing either him or his friend Ozu to match with Akashi. Um, Akashi decides that he wants to be with... No. Senpai decides he wants to be with Akashi and then the matchmaker's like, go for it then. And then he goes for it, chickens out, and they, him and Ozu end up falling off a bridge and he goes back in time. Yep. Um, then I think we jump back to like his first club that he joined. Or is that after? I don't remember. But anyways, we get to... I think they go back. He joins the tennis club. And again, every club he joins basically is just like to meet girls or like socialize with people. Yeah. He's, he's trying he's to like, make... I like, make a hundred friends. Yeah, he wants to make a hundred friends and like meet a... Is it black-haired maiden? Raven-haired maiden. Raven-haired maiden. So he joins tennis club. Doesn't get along with anybody. Nobody likes him. Slash, he's like too forward or like too weird, so he it's gets like, alienated. It's kind, of like a, it's kind of like a matchmaking tennis club, though, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's like sure. tennis or something, mm-hmm. Cupid's doubles, or I don't know. But yeah, he joins a tennis club, doesn't go well, immediately regrets it. Um, he meets Ozu there, though, and they form the Black Cupids. Yeah, who are just a bunch of troublemakers in which they like spread rumors, like try to break people up, and they shoot fireworks at people. Which is why they get like cornered at the bridge, but part of why, part of why we'll talk about that later. But that's what we see because there's when they're when they're on the bridge, there's a bunch of people for whatever reason. Um, the Ozu is wearing drag and like a, a crowd of torches and pitchforks, yeah. 
And we see some main characters that we haven't met yet. Or main side characters, yeah. I should say. We haven't met yet being like, Ozu! Uh, and Ozu's like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll jump unless my safety is guaranteed. Um, and that's when they fall off. That's there. the basis for episode one. Um, we should note there is like a... Uh, we, we set up that Akashi hates moths. There's like a moth that lands on her okay. and she freaks the fuck out. Okay. Um, and... Like after freaking Sam, out, Higuchi is the matchmaking god, right? Yes. Okay. Higuchi is the the matchmaking god. There, we we learn more about him. Um, he's not really a god of matchmaking for one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask about that. It's like he said he's the god of matchmaking. It's like I don't think he's actual god though, because he's a student, right? Yeah. Is he no, like no, pretending to be a student? Okay. He's just being his weird self. Okay. Um, the because I was really like. He's going to the meeting of the gods where they decide everybody's matchmaking. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And that just, like, never happened. I'm like, are they ever going to bring that up or are they just yanking my chain? Who knows? Um, I guess it was just, that's what he calls himself. The... I wanted to say something else. Oh, uh, back to Akashi. So we learn that she has, like, a set of five little stuffed animals, but she's missing one. Um, and they like she uses them to calm down from the moth or whatever. Yeah. And then our main character senpai always finds always that finds one mm-hmm. because that's like that I've talked that he's got one of those things hanging mm-hmm. uh, in his in his room or whatever from a, Just... a pull cord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the fifth one, the last one that he keeps meaning to return to her, but never. Again, it comes up. To it it kind of comes up more later, but like it's basically fate that he keeps finding it. Yes, because it happens every episode. Except for maybe one. I don't remember. I would say Ozu it doesn't finds... happen in 10 and it doesn't happen in 9, but it's given to him in 9. Because I think in 1, Ozu finds it. Yeah, 9 is when Ozu finds it. Because that's the Secret Society episode. Okay. But like, I feel like Ozu might give it to him at that point. I don't really remember. <laughs> I took a nap since we watched these episodes because I was so tired. And uh, I forget everything, so... Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was episode one. So that was episode one. Episode two. Uh, this time he joins the movie club. Or like, film Movie making club. Yeah, movie yeah. making club. It's run by Van Wilder. Jogas- Jogasaki. His name's Jogasaki. I'm going to call him Van Wilder, because that's basically who he is. Um, has ch- charisma off out of the wazoo. It's like, everybody likes him. Yeah. Um, he... See, Senpai tries to make his own movies, but he, they keep getting rejected. Akashi always likes them, though. Yeah, Akashi always likes them. But he basically becomes, like, the punching bag almost for Jugasaki. Yeah. And, like, all of his movies. So he's like, he, he wants to quit the club, uh, but he decides he wants to take down Van with him. He's going to take down Van Wilder because he's... We should know, the reason you call him Van Wilder is not just the charisma thing, but also Oh, cause because he's been in school for eight years. Yeah, he's like a... A super senior, yeah, an eighth year student. So that's why. Um, turns out, while spying on Van, he is a freak. Oh, he's yeah. especially into boobs. He really loves boobs, but he's also sort of like scared of women's germs. Like any time that they touch him, he always like cleans the germs off of him. He doesn't like the real. He girls. throws away their. Uh, <laughs> he throws away like any like gifts that they give him almost yeah. immediately, and he like. He but he is obsessed with boobs. There was a like a infamous 
um, casting session where like they were every every woman who was auditioned had to come in a swimsuit, but like the movie didn't have anything to do. With, there was no swimsuit scene yeah. in the movie, um, but it was like his excuse to get a bunch of different breast shapes yeah. not jotted down in his notes because he's got. A wall of fake boobs yeah, that he goes rock climbing on in his apartment. He has a rock climbing boob wall. Yes. Um, Which is just gross. Do we also, do we meet Kauri in this episode? I think yes. so. Yes. Yes. We also know that he's got a real life doll that he takes pristine care of and loves. Yes. Um, it's a sex doll. Yeah. Whether he has sex with it or not, we don't know. But it's a sex doll. He gets intimate with it, but yes. we never see the deed. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they break into his apartment. We learn that Ozu just has his key because he's been getting close to him, uh, which is something that comes up later. Yeah, it happens all the time. Because um, we, we should say that even though like things change, like a lot of the events that happen that like Senpai gets caught up in mm-hmm. still happen even if he's not, not caught up club. in them. Yeah. Like Ozu is still going around wreaking havoc. Yes. So like he doesn't they don't like shoot the fireworks at the lovers uh in episode two. But they did Ozu does. One. But Ozu does. Yeah. Um or at least in some of the timelines Ozu does that. And like and I know a later episode his like they still make the documentary about Yeah. Yeah, even even when Senpai is not in the movie club, that documentary still gets made. Yes. Um. So they they basically they recut the film that they're gonna be showing, which is you know like Alexander a, the Great. Yeah, they're gonna get Alexander the, Alexander the Great. Um, but they recut that film so that it's like it starts out normal. Yeah, and then it goes to him in his apartment and like shows like some back takes and him throwing away people's gifts and people are getting disgusted by him mm-hmm. there. So. Um, yeah. And yeah, they make an expose doc about him, shows it to the whole theater. He's basically ruined, whatever. Akashi does not like this one, though. No, he likes, she likes his other ones. Yeah. Um, and the the episode ends with him watching his, the movie that he put aside to make the expose documentary, which was a movie about true love that transcends yeah. gender and race and all that and it's uh him and kissing him and, him, it ends with him and ozu kissing and how he has yeah. and he watches that movie and goes god i wish i could redo my college life <laughs> but yeah i wrote down it has the same plot plot structure as the first episode which we already talked about yeah there's a lot of like scenes that are beat for beat mm-hmm. the the mock scene the fortune teller scene um, we usually go over like notes we take after, but I uh, just want to bring it up now because I didn't write a lot of extra ones. Ozu looks like Roger the Alien when he's dressed up as a lady. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Oh, we should note that Ozu, that line I have about you looking like a yokai, okay. that's just straight up a line that says about Ozu in this show. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. Um, and also I wrote down, you can't call dibs on another man's girlfriend even if they are an animate. And yet, and we'll yet, talk about this. We'll talk about later. I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, episode three. Um, this is where he joins a cycling club. Um, we learn that a lot of bikes are being stolen by some criminal organization. Not criminal, Not supposedly. Criminal. supposedly. They are they are enforcing the law of you can't park your bike in spa- spots yes. that aren't designated. Uh, 
but there's some shady stuff yes. going on with them. Sorry, so. shady organization. Yes. Sorry. So he he's been spinning up, working odd jobs to because he's a he's in the cycling club, but he's like super wimpy. Yeah, join cycling club. He sucks at it. Um, he's about to quit it. Then he like learns the science behind some of the cycling stuff. So he's like, I'm gonna beat him with science. So he I'm spends gonna... all this time working slash building this super bike so that he can compete with the other athletes. Um, he gets it made, immediately gets stolen. So yeah. he has to go back to his... That's the bike's name. That's... Oh, okay. <laughs> you called dibs on something that we could not remember the character name, but it was his old... It was like, his old bike. His old bike with a basket on it yeah. and stuff. He entered the road race with that. <laughs> they, what is it? He enters a race. The race starts, but his bike's nowhere to be found because they thought it was like a... They moved it to the end or something because yeah. they thought it was like a transport or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like it wasn't something that somebody would be competing in. Mm-hmm. It was something that somebody would need to have at the end cap so they could get home or something. I don't know. But uh, so he has like a, a two-hour delayed start because he had yeah. to go get his bike. And it rains on him. And then he, he eventually, up. I think, gives up. Well, no, pack. I think he finishes. Oh, and he does? He, and then he learns that um, the what do you call it? Because um, I thought he like gave up and then went to that ramen shop and then it came up on the news. Well, like it's, it's what came, something came up on the news and he rode all the way back. Like people are like okay. impressed with how much energy he wasted because he ran that whole race and then ran it back. Oh, on, a, on a shitty bicycle for no reason, basically. Um, but this draws the attention of the Birdman Group. The Birdman Group. Which is like a club in that's trying to enter a Birdman competition where it's like uh, you build some sort of flying thing and then you crash it into the lake to see Try how far you can get. Um, and they're like, you're perfect. You're so frail as is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't change. And he's like, okay. And then... Akashi is in this group. She's the lead engineer. And he's like, well, I'm going to... I want to bulk up a little bit. I want to I I impress. Because a lot of these are like, you pedal yeah. to go. And he's like, by pedaling, like I, if they're counting on me, the least I can do is get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So he bulks up. He shows back up. And they're like, God damn it. We told you not to do anything. <laughs> told this, you. this doesn't pedal. <laughs> this is designed for like an exact weight. Otherwise, it's not going to work properly. And then the Birdman group tries to steal the plane. No. Not the, the Birdman group. The bike. The bike people try to steal yeah. the plane. He catches them in the middle of it. It's Ozu's, like, yeah. leading the group. Um, Ozu then is like, oh, shit, somebody's coming. And he hands off his <laughs> like his, suit his disguise, disguise. That, that everyone knows of, like, this disguise. Yes. Hands it off to Senpai. And, for, and then Akashi shows up and it's like, Senpai, you were trying to steal this? He's like, no, this no. is a misunderstanding. It starts to like down launch yeah. down the hill. And he's like, okay, well, my only chance now is to try to fly this. And he's like, where are the pedals? And it's like, it's not a pedaling it one. We're entered, we're entered into the free fall. <laughs> Again, why did you bulk up? There is no... Um, but yeah, this is that crashes. And I think that's where he... He bemoans his life and resets the timeline again. Yeah. Because, yeah, he goes, it was the bad guy all along. This episode slightly deviates from the formula. Yep. But again, I 
keeps it a little bit though. So episode four is the I I wrote down Van Wilder War, but it's the proxy war. Yes. Um. He basically joins Simpai or Simpai joins the Higuchi Club, where he basically becomes like his. He's the disciple, disciple of yeah. the, the guy who is the god of matchmaking is actually a, another super senior, an eight-year yeah. student that is just a weirdo that lives in the same dormitory as him. Yes. Um, and he and Ozu and Akashi and another character that I think has been brought up briefly but hasn't really been touched upon, who is Hanuki, who's mm-hmm. a dental hygienist that we Ozu learned, goes to their it, clinic. We learned that She's in the same. Cl- she was in the same class as Van Wilder and Higuchi. Yes, yeah, but she actually she graduated, actually graduated. And got a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so she is. They're all like hanging out in his room, and they have to eat this like weird soup yeah, or something. And like everybody tra- added weird things. Like somebody added beer, somebody added chocolate, somebody added like just ramen or something. I, I don't know cheese or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it's basically, he just has to do these weird tasks that Higuchi assigns to mm-hmm. him. Um, Higuchi dresses like a samurai. He just kind of looks like a, a samurai character. Also, we got to bring up, he looks like an eggplant. His face, or his oh, yeah. head looks like an eggplant. Yeah. And when I say samurai, I mean like casual kimono. Yeah. He's always in a kimono there. Um, but basically, we learn that he and Jogasaki have been participating in this prank war between each other, some rivalry. Prank war. <laughs> uh, and we learn from the owner of Neko Ramen, the ramen yeah. shop that they go to a lot, that this all started like 50 years ago between like these two guys fighting over a girl or something, and then they just passed it on to yeah. their successors each time. So it's like the proxy, 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 yeah. proxy, proxy, proxy war. Um, at the, um, we, yeah, and then we learned that Ozu was playing both sides. Yes, he's playing both sides. Um, he was also on Jogasaki's, and then they have, they, they finished the war by... Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. And then they pass it on to Ozu and... And Senpai. And Senpai to be the next successors. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, did I miss anything with that episode? Uh, just the main task of Senpai having to try to find this specific sponge. Oh, yeah. He's got to find this. Like, it's not really important, but I thought it was kind of funny just trying to find this very specific sponge. Like made of like tortoise shell or something. Yeah, it's like it's such a good sponge that the dishwasher or the, the soap companies have been kind of <laughs> running it into the into uh, extinction. And like blocking its creation because it would ruin them. Um, but that's has... when he meets Akashi, though, because like Akashi joins him and they actually find it. Yeah. Well, Akashi has been for whatever reason, like because this is like that's true in his second year or whatever. So Akashi has somehow also become his disciple. Mm-hmm. But this is where we get the main Senpai and Akashi hanging out part mm-hmm. is when they are looking for the brush. Yeah, because Senpai is doing it and like he's not getting any, any info, and then Akashi joins him and like they actually find it. Yeah, and they're like, it's gonna cost this much, <laughs> and he's just like, nope. And then he finds a bag of money in his room, <laughs> which I don't know if he like buys the brush in there, but he um, is that the money that I think it is? Yeah, that's the oh, money. Oh, I just thought that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll come up later. Interesting. Eight and a half. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's a couple of other things that I noted. Like, okay, that's something. That's something. 
There's like three things that I've noted. Okay. One is the obvious one that I think you've also noted. Yeah. One is he'll like a lot of times he'll get this like cake thing from somebody. Um, I think Ozu actually most of the time gives him yeah. the cake. Um, and there is an episode where he's like somebody ate up a lot of my the cake that oh, I had okay, saved. Okay, yeah. So that'll come into play later too. I do not remember which episode, which is why I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely did not write that down. Um, but yeah, that's basically that uh, episode four. It's um, there's a lot more Higuchi in this. Mm-hmm. There is more um, Hanuki in this, I think, too, because she's a one of his bit. disciples. She's more, I think, coming up though. Yeah, she's like six or eight. Or yeah, well, yeah, she's in. She's real big in, uh, in six. Just but. that again, it ends with Senpai and Ozu being chosen to be their replacements for this proxy war and senpai's just like no i I don't want this i'm done i want to go back and then he goes back the but i think we do we start to see that there's sort of a thing between higuchi and hanuki at this point because like higuchi is like i'm gonna go traveling now like i didn't really get that kind of towards the end until the end okay because he's like i'm gonna go traveling now and then he like sort of half offers to yeah. have Hanuki join him, and she's like, "What? No, no, not gonna do that." But, um, so yeah, that was episode four. Episode five, uh, Senpai joins the softball cult. Oh yes, <laughs> he joins a team. It's like a leisure softball team, but it turns it's actually out it's like a, a multi-level health, marketing scheme. Yeah, pyramid. One scheme. of those health club, Hanzi's pyramid schemes to buy supplements and natural honey to the make... big thing was jelly yeah it's royal jelly yeah um but he gets a glimpse at one of the games or whatever of a raven-haired beauty that mm-hmm. fits his, his his yeah his dreams or whatever so he's like well i gotta keep going because yeah. well she's she's the, like the daughter of the owner and they're like yeah she only shows up like once or twice a year the only time you really see her is at like this big banquet yeah and you have to be banquet. a vip and reach a certain level so he's just like well i guess i gotta become a vip now so yeah. like he just he buys all the products himself and he works a lot of odd jobs to pay them off mm-hmm. and because like nobody's buying this stuff from him yeah but, um and he like gets sick using it because his diet is almost exactly that and people yeah. are like well it didn't work because you need to have these as well to supplement i bet yeah. that's why it didn't like it's, yeah it's a health scheme whatever the but he gets to go to the summit. There is like a... They're crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. They're going to take an airship. Noah Zeppelin is what Noah I call Noah Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to get one of... Two yeah. of each animal and two humans are going to go on this airship. Which it's like, first of all, they said it's going the world's going to end in 2012. It's 2021, so they were wrong. <laughs> well, they were wrong. Okay, um, but this came out a while ago. <laughs> True. But anyways, it's like, alright, so we're gonna just Noah 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 arc this. We're gonna put two of every animal in there in an airship. Yeah. To where I don't I don't know what the weight capacity is for the Zeppelins, but I feel like it's, it's gonna not be a weird lot. to get to get a two of every animal. <laughs> and then it's just like you're only gonna bring two humans. Why not forget the animals and put the humans in there? But it's just like whatever. You guys are crazy, anyways. It's not gonna work. Yeah, I just the its rationale is just crazy. The at this point, does the air? Sh- uh, he like 
is put into like some training. Yeah. And then it's like you're supposed to like bare your soul and people just start like yelling out dark <laughs> secrets about themselves and he's like ah. well, No, it was more like they're all like yelling at each other, like revealing secrets about other people. And then one guy's just like, I hate myself and that guy's like, he gets it and then yeah. they all start crying. Yeah. But um the he Senpai doesn't reveal anything, yeah. everyone is like reach this state or whatever yeah. and the trainer is like you worry i'm gonna need to talk to you come to my room later mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you need you're not getting the point of this exercise um but he's like fuck this i'm out of here tries to escape the same time that like some confusion is going on because the airship is flying off it was stolen yeah um, he meets Ozu in the woods. Yep. And they're like, let's try to dodge these people. Well, Ozu stole the, the Zeppelin. I'm pretty sure they revealed that. Yeah. They reveal that later. I don't know if they reveal that this episode. I think they did. But Ozu is definitely the cause of this. Yes. I think that's made clear. That he's the cause of this chaos. They get some help from the owner of the Neko Ramen shop. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozu puts on drag. Which is the same outfit that he had in episode one. Mm-hmm. And they like stow away like in a boat going down river. Um, I don't remember how this episode Senpai ends. Senpai goes back to his room. Um, we see that weird guy. Oh, yes. There's, yeah. a, there's a weird like bearded man that comes like through his window. And he's like, nope. <laughs> Shut, yeah. Pushes him back. Shuts it. Shuts puts, the like, window. Barricades it with boxes of the And then I'm pretty sure he's just like, I wish I could go back. Yeah. And that was it. Um, that was episode five. So now we're on the trilogy. The trilogy. So we start with episode six. He's in the English Conversation Club. He's in three clubs. He specifically says that he joins three okay. clubs. We focus on the English Conversation one in gotcha. this episode. We focus on the next one in the next episode, in the third one in the third episode. But he is in all three of these clubs concurrently. Okay, so I'm going to just remember what club he was in on the last one. I remember. I mean, it's not that important, like I said, because we focus. But um... but this one we focus on him being in the English Conversation Club, um, where they're just basically learning English and English conversations. Um, this is where Hanuki, the... Did I Hanuki. that wrong? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know how it's pronounced. But... Hanuki. The dental uh, assistant. The that... dental assistant. I'm going to say Hanuki. Uh, is in the club with them. They kind of become friends. Yeah, they like hang out in cafes mm-hmm. afterwards and talk about so it. So she's a very passionate speaker, but not very good with the grammar part. Yeah, and um, she's like, oh, your English just comes from a feeling. Just People know what you mean if you put your feeling behind mm-hmm. it, is her thing. And Senpai's just like really worried about all the grammars and stuff, so he's not yeah, very good at he's, he's very silent, and then eventually he gets his break by just Talking telling, about telling the devil tales of Ozu. Yeah. And people are like, this is great. <laughs> so he's got like a segment that he does. Um, but he mentions in this episode that he has been, like not only is he getting closer to Hanuki, he's also getting... Um, He's also been writing letters with a supposed raven-haired yes. beauty. And then, um, you know, she wants to meet in person yes. some night. And the, like, basically gives him an ultimatum. Like, I'm going to stop writing you unless we meet in person mm-hmm. sort of thing. And then there's also, he's been taking care of 
Kaori, the real life doll yeah. that Jogasaki has, and he's like, and she's getting taken away tonight. So he's like, I got these three beautiful women in my life. Yeah, <laughs> women. <laughs> it's all about him deciding which one he wants. Yes. So he, um, Hanuki says she never goes drinking unless it's with somebody close to her. Um, she says she gets weird, basically because she like gets weird. I guess. Yeah, she which, gets she gets weird. She, I don't know if she says that yeah. outright, but that is why it's because she gets weird when she's drunk. So she's like, I'm gonna contain somebody. myself. I need I need to be around people I trust when I yeah. drink because I'm gonna be weird. Yeah. Um. The. But she like she's always been like a passionate English speaker, and mm-hmm. she's been kind of flat the yeah. last couple of days. So something's she's, up. Yeah, she's having man problems. Yeah, so she's got this sort of on and off again boyfriend, and she's also getting hit on by the dentist that she works for, or like invited yeah. out to go drinking with this dentist that she works for. But even though that dentist has a wife and kids, yeah, and she's like, "What an asshole!" <laughs> um, but eventually we reach a, a singular night where. Senpai is presented with three choices. This is the night that Kaori mm-hmm. is going to be taken away. This is the night that the ultimatum is for his letter writing friend yes. to meet. Um, otherwise, she's going to you know stop yeah. interacting with him. And Hanuki asks him to go drinking, drinking with him. Um, and like he knows that she's been down in the dumps, so he's like, "I can't, I, I can't let Hanuki go meet into, this into the arms of this dentist guy. Into the arms of this dentist guy." So he goes to find her, but she's not drinking with the dentist guy. She's drinking with Jogasaki. Yeah. And she had, or they're both just like, what the hell are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then for whatever reason, they decide to enter in a drinking contest and Senpai barely wins. Yes. And Hanuki has been like basically going shot for shot with them this whole time. And she's like, good job. Let's keep going drinking. (laughs) You've won the right to go keep going drinking with me. Um, and then eventually they get back to her apartment and she is like licking his face and mm-hmm. giving him like a gum massage, mm-hmm. which is something yeah. she does as a dental assistant mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and this is where we meet Johnny. Yeah. And Senpai is like, uh, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom, hold up in here. And he has a conversation with Johnny, which is a little cowboy manifestation of his libido. Yes. Yeah. His libido. <laughs> his little Johnny. <laughs> and he's like, I got to choose between these three women. And Johnny's like, isn't it obvious? This is our one chance. She's right there. You've kept me locked up all these years. Let me go. This is my one chance. I'm desperate. Please. And, um, he's just like, no, I want to be right. Cause I don't feel like, passionately in love with her so i don't want to and like she's also like drunk so yeah like i don't want to be that guy who takes advantage of mm-hmm. her which you know props um but, but then like come on please after like several hours in the bathroom he's like you know like okay i will i will do this yeah and he, he goes out there because like maybe i mean she's willing like yeah you know so supposedly she's mm-hmm. willing um in his head but he goes out and Ozu is there and Ozu is like, oh no, like she, she, she when she was pounding on the door earlier for you to open up, she needed to throw up. She's down in the, she's convenience the street store. in a convenience store bathroom throwing up a bunch. So he's like, oh, great. Um, but the, I guess we should also say that he has like hesitations as to which girl to choose because mm-hmm. Hanuki is like way weirder than he thought she was going to be when she's drinking. It's just a little much for him. Um, he's been lying about his life to the girl that he's been writing 
and Kauri is a inanimate object <laughs> who has uh, who is in a relationship. Who is in a relationship? Who is in a seemingly loving relationship? Yeah, seemingly. Uh, but then he's like, "I wish I could redo at least the last three hours of my life," mm-hmm. which is different than the rest of the episodes because we're not going back. So now, in episode seven, we don't go back to the start of his school year. Okay. We go back to the. Um, we go back to him in the bathroom at her apartment, and he does he. Stay in okay. the bathroom, or does he choose one of the other girls? So basically, everything works the same way up to that point. Mm-hmm. But we see more of the other clubs. He's the at. other clubs he's in because we don't go immediately back to that moment. We go back to well, we'll just go to episode seven. He's in a hero association club where he basically plays a superhero and a kid Is show. That... That's not so. That's eight. No, that's seven. I thought. Because he shows up in the superhero costume at that apartment building in 8. So, 7 is a literature club? Because I thought in 7 was that he was the superhero association club. Like, Jugasaki, because of that, tells him to keep an eye on That's Kaori. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just know the superhero thing comes up in episode eight, but yes, yeah, it's the superhero association. You're right. The literature club is the last one. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense if it was the other way around, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it's this way. But yeah, something that happens in episode seven is relevant to episode, episode eight. eight. So that's that's why I'm getting confused because <laughs> this show is a little confusing. Yeah. Um, a little bit. But yeah, he's like on this kids show that are. They're essentially those little, I don't know. What the little dolls, the little dolls that Akashi has. The, Akashi has. The Mochi, Mochi Guman. Yeah. Um, they're like life size. And that's just actually like a thing I've seen in um, anime before. Well, they'll have like superhero, sort of like Power Ranger like shows where mm-hmm. they defeat a villain in, you know, in like a mall or on the roof of a mall for like live kids entertainment thing. Yeah. So it's. It's it's something that happens. It's just like a little like mm. I don't know. It's like going to an improv night or something. Only it's a rehearsed superhero show for little kids. Yeah, it's a little kid show. Yeah. Um, well, I just wrote down. It's basically the same episode, but with Kaiori. So this episode we're focusing on Kaiori. Yes. We should note that as part of the superhero club, um, he sees that there's like two guys, um, kind of like hitting on Akashi in mm-hmm. the crowd. Though we learn that Senpai doesn't know who Akashi is at this point. Yeah. But he sees this and he goes up to them. Um, he doesn't like say anything, but he's just like getting in their way. Yeah. And they're like kind of like pushing him around now instead mm-hmm. of getting physical with her. And then all the kids are like, look at these guys. We got to protect Mochiguma from these bad guys. And they're just like, stay away, stay away. Yeah. So the little kids run off the... The creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote this in episode eight, but I'll just bring it up now. I thought that was a bit. Yeah. Like they set up like those two guys like pretending nope. to like hit on Akashi, but nope, nope it wasn't. They're just creeps. There was then at when after the show when he's getting changed, he sees a note in his bag or whatever mm-hmm. that says, "You know, you showed real promise. I've got a proposition for you. Meet me in the lunchroom." Or whatever you want or something. Yeah, and I'll pay for it sort of thing. 
He's like, what is this? Some sort of scam? Crumbles up the piece of paper, throws it uh, like out the door. Mm-hmm. And then somebody immediately throws it back and he catches a glimpse of somebody. So he goes chasing out after him. Doesn't see anybody, but Akashi comes down the hall mm-hmm. and thanks him for um, you know, saving yeah. saving her from that. Um, the Then he meets up the next day with Jogasaki, but Jogasaki is in disguise. Yeah. He's well, like, he has a mask on, but yeah, he has a mask and a trench coat and like sunglasses or something. He, he he's yeah. wearing he's he's concealing his identity. Brings him back to his apartment and he's like, "I need somebody to watch over her." It's meaning like, we've been compromised. I need somebody to look after her. Well, at it, first it starts. He's like babysitting her, protecting oh, yeah, her virtue for like when he goes out to do stuff, um, which is might be him hanging out with Hanuki at some points. I think it's mainly him shooting his movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's like, I was impressed with that, so I want you to take over this job of doing this, and he mm-hmm. he does, and then eventually, uh, Senpai like starts. <laughs> Talking he, as like a female voice. He as, falls for Kaori. Yeah, and like Kaori, quote unquote, speaks, but I'm pretty sure it's just Senpai yeah. like, doing a girl voice. Um, and uh, she's like, "If you take me away from here, you know, if if you leave me, I'll become his Kaori again instead of your Kaori. So I don't, and I don't, I want to be your Kaori, sort of thing." Um, like after his, the film, no, I like his uh, flash forward, where like we could run off and. Live on the small farm and have kids, <laughs> yeah. and then be grand, have grandchildren. They're all just dolls. <laughs> yeah, but that was really funny. Um, the but yeah, eventually Kari starts to quote unquote live with him. Yeah, and that Jogasaki's apartment becomes compromised because the expose movie gets filmed about mm-hmm. him. Um, and then like that's all finally died down to this one night. It's like okay, this is the night that she leaves. He goes out, you know, he's got to protect Hanuki's virtue from mm-hmm. the... Um, Which then he's also mad because, like, what are you, why are you here when you're with Kaiori? Yeah. So it adds a little bit more to that. Yes. Um, the But then in the bathroom scene hits, and ha- instead of him, like, chickening out and staying in the bathroom, he runs out of the bathroom saying, I choose Kaiori! Yeah. <laughs> goes back to his apartment... They run away together. It starts raining. They're hiding out under a bridge. Bridge, and then Jogasaki shows up and like just decks just, him. <laughs> I think does he like he like jump jumps off him? his bike and jump basically jump kicks him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I don't know how does it end. I always forget like how. I it think ends. that's basically it. Yeah, and he's like, ah, I wish I could have redone the last three hours. Mm-hmm. So now, episode eight. Episode 8. This time we focus on him being in the Up and Down Literature Club, but it's like a reading club. They just read. He's like, well, this is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, go on. That's all I wrote. Uh, so this is we're focusing on his pen pal. Yes. Um, it was just kind of a spur of the moment, I think, because he like borrowed oh, a book. Oh, he, he read the book. Not, he read the book Night is, Lo- Night yeah. is Short, Walk On Girl, yeah. which is a movie that we haven't seen yet but we will be watching probably not tonight because we both got things going on later tonight um but we're probably watching this weekend and we may record something for it i don't know if we'll tack it on at the end or if we'll do a bonus episode or we just won't record something who knows we might but we're gonna watch the movie i bought it on blu-ray yesterday so 
I kind of kind of feel like I have to watch it now, mm-hmm. and I really want to as well. Yeah. Um, but he read that book, and then there's it like was the name in the front of the book, or I guess technically yeah, back of the Japan. <laughs> Of uh, the previous <laughs> owner and their address, and yeah. he's like, he takes a long time. He's like, but he finally works up the confidence to craft the letter. He buys, he, he buys, he buys like fancy stationery, yeah. <laughs> so that he'd come off as less of a creep. Mm-hmm. Sends a letter to a complete stranger, and they correspond throughout the next yeah. two years. And then like, this girl's like the girl of his dreams, likes everything he likes, everything, and he's also like lying about what he does. Yeah, he's like, ah, I'm an athlete. I like. I'm rich, that type of stuff. Yeah. He does, like, sprinkle in some truths. Like, he mm-hmm. says, like, the superhero show thing that he does, but he embellishes that a little bit. Yeah. And he's just like, well, by the time I meet her, I'll be my ideal self. Yeah. I'll be like this. Um, but then the ultimatum comes, and he's like, I... The ultimatum. Is that a community reference? Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of community references in this podcast. I think that was the first one. And I think that's required viewing for this podcast. You need to go watch community. I think every time we bring up ultimatum, I say ultimatum. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Anyways, okay. so we get the same events. Eventually, the pen pal wants to meet up. Everything happens, and he's just like, I'm going to meet her. Yeah, he, he runs out of the bathroom. Because, again, he always goes to defend Hanuki's yeah. honor, which is to his credit yeah. there. Um, and then he runs out of the bathroom, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go choose. I can't even remember what name. Go. Keiko. Keiko. K-E-I-K-O. He's like, I'm going to go meet her. She's not at the meeting place because it's too late for that. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the apartment building, which we should note, he tried to wander over to the apartment building once wearing the superhero costume. And, like, Akashi was there. And he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, uh, um, nothing. (laughs) Then he left. Um, So he's, like, spying on the apartment. And he sees... A yokai walk out of it. He gives that description oh, of yeah. Ozu again. And it's like, oh, it. of course, it's Ozu. He's been playing me for a fool this whole time. Yeah. Um, but then Akashi is sitting there and she's like, oh, I thought you might show up. I was helping him write these letters because he grew bored with it pretty quickly. Yeah. But like he created the character to meet your exact specifications. Um, and she's like, I wanted to apologize for that. Uh, and he was like, well, I mean, I lied about who I was was so like they kind of have this thing or even and he, and he's just basically just like ah, the girl in my dreams wasn't real and he basically i don't know if he breaks the fourth wall exactly but he's basically just says and no that doesn't mean akashi's the girl of my dreams don't get that out of your head and it's like damn you damn you <laughs> just talk to her come on i want more interactions between you two mm-hmm. yeah um, that's that's it it's episode eight those are the first ones that we watched. That was our first night mm-hmm. of watching these. And now we've got episode nine, The Lucky Cat Secret Society. Yep. He joins the sketchiest club he can find, which is actually a secret society that has political motivations. and is. It's like been... they've been running the school, but it eventually turned into them like having standing with all of Japan, basically. Yeah. So they, that bicycle, like, kidnapping Mm -hmm. group, kidnapping, bicycle stealing group, uh, that's run by them. There was a... Library police. The library police showed up in one episode to try to get a late book back from uh, Master Higuchi, Mm -hmm. and they're run by them. The... They have, like, an organization that, like, basically copies homework and just gives it to people so they don't fail. 
They do that. Um, and they run a restaurant. They <laughs> run a restaurant. And it's all led by the guy we mentioned briefly before, Aijima, who is a like the assistant director or whatever of the movie club. So this is like basically the second time that he has shown up. Yes. <laughs> I guess third, because he's in the first episode briefly. Okay. In the crowd scene. When there, when a whole bunch of people are chasing after Ozu. Um and we learn in here that we see a lot of the stuff that Ozu does and the other things. And they're like, oh, those things are all still canon. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fireworks going off. Uh, basically, Senpai's been having rotten luck in this organization. Because he's been t- his first task is library police. And they get the book back from, from Higuchi. Higuchi, who just keeps dodging him mm-hmm. with Ozu's help. <laughs> Um, I was like, I was called the greatest failure of the library police because it took me two years to try to get this book and I still didn't get it. Um, so they're like, okay, well now you're on this team where you're writing the reports and delivering them to people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got, I got pretty good at delivering those. I had a whole bunch of them. Uh, I then... needed to prove myself though, so I like took on a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. Like took on. So I had huge... a whole like truck full of stuff, and then the fireworks scene happens, and the trucks go burn up, and it's like, and two hundred people failed. <laughs> Because of that. So yeah. he's like, okay, now you're on, now you're doing grunt work on the bicycle stealing people. Yeah. And he's uh, upset that too because he's not strong. Yes. Uh, oh no, before that, it was, well, maybe after that, he gets a side job from Aijima that's like, we want to, for some reason, they want he wants to get close to um, Akashi. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, like, he's helping out. Or he's like, Being he's, my wingman. Yeah. But he's, like, helping out with the movie club stuff. And the they try to get close to Akash. I think it's more... I don't think it's, like, a romance-driven for him at first. Okay. But um, for whatever reason, they need to. And then it turns out that he has, like, a heartfelt moment with her when she, like, explains that she's lost one of her... Mm-hmm. Um, I always have to look at what these are called. The Mochi Guman... And he's like, all right, you're fucking out of here. <laughs> now you're doing grunt work on the bicycle club. And um, at this point, Ozu has been like second in command <laughs> yeah. of this organization. And he stages a coup where he like puts out like a poster board filled with, um, or a bulletin board filled with accusing things of Aijima, similar to like the expose movie like they he, made on. He like cross dresses. He like. Wears, wears underwear head, on yeah. his head. Ladies' panties on. Yeah, he's just a freak. And they're like, he's been abusing the organizations for his personal gain. For his personal gain with this Akashi girl. Mm-hmm. So Ozu takes control. Um, he promotes Senpai. Senpai to be like head of the bicycle people, and Senpai's like, I, I finally live in the life yeah. of my dream. We're making a lot the of power. money. I got the money, then I first I got the money, then I money got the makes power. The world go around, baby. Then I got the women. <laughs> uh, but they steal the Birdman competition yes. from Akashi. And Akashi confronts him and like slaps him about it. And he's just like, you know, think of all the money we can make. You could design an even better plane and we can sell it for a lot of money. Yeah. She slaps him, he's like, why like i should have everything i want but I still this shouldn't this. bother me but it does yes why is this why is there me? this hole in my heart yeah. or in my emotions or whatever so it's like i wish i could redo the oh and we also learned that ozu yeah before this so he talks to higuchi yes higuchi gives him the book back and was like this is great sorry it took me so long but this this, this book was amazing or whatever 
you know, here it is back. Uh, yeah, that that talk's heartfelt though, because he he basically tells Senpai to like, there's no such thing as a rose-colored life. Yeah, there's all down. There's, there's a bunch of different colors the, yeah. mixed in, and, you, and like you have to stop thinking that happiness is gonna find you. You have to like do it yourself. And then he's like, then he looks at Ozu and he's like, this is Ozu's doing that. He's Ozu's having a lot of fun. Ozu's had a girlfriend this whole time, yeah. which is the that the daughter of that yeah. crazy syndicate has been his girlfriend this time. That's why he stole the airship was mm-hmm. he was trying to like rescue her from the he was trying to take her out on a date to see this like all uh, the like mountain burning tradition. Yeah, which this is in the first episode. It might have been in a few other ones. They like light these giant fires on the mountains and different symbols. And he's like, I'm I'm gonna take her to go see all five mountains at once. And the only way to do that is by taking the airship. He tries to ask to take it and they say no. So he steals it and he tries to take her from the Mm -hmm. top of the tallest tower. It fails and then Aijima like kind of stages a coup back and be like, yeah. he's been doing the same thing that he accused me of doing. Um, and Senpai's just kind of along for the ride at that point. Um, but he's like, Ozu has been, you know, he, he hasn't, he's been doing his best yeah. to live this life. So maybe he's living his fullest life. Um, you know, so he wishes once again, wish to, you know, go back in time and change my choices at the mm-hmm. start of this college. Episode 10. No he, club. No club. He chooses not to climb a club. He becomes a master of the four and a, 4.5 tatami mat room. Yes. Um, he's like, anything bigger than that, and you people are vain. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you'll lose control of that space. Man is, mel- man is built <laughs> to rule over four and a half tatami yeah. space room. There's people who can master the two mat or like the three mat, and God forbid the one mat. <laughs> but anything more than four and a half. You're going too far. You're, You're burning. To... Your wings are going to melt. You're getting too close to the sun. Yeah. Um, and he like he's like, I became kind of known for never leaving my room. They called and... him, what did they call him? Like the four and a half Tatami Idolog or something? <laughs> something like that. Uh, and then he eventually finds that he can't leave his Tatami room. Anytime he tries to. He just goes into an identical room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, I've got a faucet that still has water. If I could fit through the pipes, then I could probably escape, but I can't fit through the pipes. Um, I've run out of food, but there's more food in the Other apartment rooms. next next yeah. door. Um, so this is, like I said, this is when it gets real sci-fi. Oh, yeah. I mean, every episode has been like weird, yeah. but like sort of explainable, just weird mm-hmm. and then the time travel thing has always been like okay yeah. um but, yeah, but you could theoretically explain that as like ah we're not really he's not really traveling in time we're just showing you all these different possibilities mm-hmm. but um he becomes trapped i call that a maze but it's it's kind of a maze yeah. anyways um he enjoys it at first he's like oh, this is great i'll read the books i don't read, yeah I i've had this yet. whole shelf full of books i've never read i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to love this. It's great. And then he's just like, no, this sucks. Yeah. It's like, I thought I wanted to stay inside always, but now I don't want to. He starts just like going through and he like breaks the wall. Yeah. Is his main mode of traveling. He keeps finding things. He realizes that every room has a little, is a little different from the other one. He also starts amassing money because he yeah. finds a wallet. Um, that technically in a, in a might crevice. be 11, but these two are kind of the same. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to start amassing 
dollar, like there's mm-hmm. a thousand, there's a thousand yen dollar, a thousand yen bill. I kept yes. trying to say dollar. <laughs> there's a thousand yen bill that he finds in each room. So he's like starting, he's filling a backpack full yeah. of money, which is a backpack yeah. that comes up later. But he figures out that all of these different rooms are, the reason that they're slightly different is these are the, the deviations that we were talking about before. Yes. This is, so these they, are the rooms of the people that he has been in. So mm-hmm. the, eventually he leaves the backpack full of money behind because he's like, I'm never going to use this money. Yeah. Um, and that's the money that shows up in the Proxy War episode. Yeah. The There is the, the cake that gets eaten that we mm-hmm. mentioned before. He, I mean, I don't know exactly which room that was, but he eats the cake from a lot of yeah. those rooms. He, he like walks in and there's like a smashed cake and that's because yeah. he did it. Yeah, his his other self did it. The scene where um, he saw like the weird man coming through his window, and then he boarded up the window. Yeah. That was this version of him seeing like there's another me. Yeah. in that room, and he tries to like reach out to him to like get help, and mm-hmm. then you know obviously he gets freaked out, and that that room gets barricaded, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to bother that guy." Yeah. Um. The. And then eventually he ends up back in his own room again. He's like, is this mm-hmm. just a loop? Is this, I thought it was just an infinite thing, but I've just been looping this whole time. And then we get like an, an infinity shot of him looking through the holes that he's been making in the walls and yeah. the, the dangling of the mm-hmm. Mochi Guman doll mm-hmm. each time. And we get a flashback to the... Um, to the fortune teller saying you've made a wrong choice in life you're in grave danger take yeah. the opportunity that's in front of you um and then he flashes back to when he first meets akashi which i think was the akashi scene that we got in the first episode yeah that's with the book fair basically. yeah he like he sees her volunteering at like a used book fair or whatever and like glaring daggers glaring <laughs> lasers at somebody who is trying to steal a book mm-hmm. that they're like uh, here's the money for the book I was always intending to buy. Yeah. Um, and like in the first episode, he's just like, props. Yeah. Move. You get it, girl. You got yeah. that. Uh, in this episode, um, he asks her something about the Mochi Guman or something. I don't remember. We just watched it. He asks her something. Or what are those? I think mm-hmm. is what he asks. And she talks about the Mochi Guman. And that there's one that went missing, but it always has its... Always finds its way back. Always finds its way back. We should also note that when he is, like, lost in the infinite rooms, he just starts, like, observing things about all these people that he doesn't know. Oh, yeah. But that the other versions of him have been interacting with. And like, he sees pictures them. of the dental hygienist. He sees pictures of Ozu. He starts... He starts, like, piecing together the things that have been happening, mm-hmm. the things that we have been piecing together. Yes. Uh, like, oh, these are, like, what these people are about, and I could have had them in my life, and I chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I, I I wanted to go back to that. But he basically he says, like, oh, and that that's the moment that I fell hell over heels for Akashi. Yeah. Uh, but I never took I never the had the guts to take that uh, first step. I found, one time when I was doing laundry, I found the fifth Mochi Guman Mm-hmm. in my laundry in place of my boxers <laughs> um so he's like all right he took it and then like he falls out a window and he's finally outside he's he, he says like i'm gonna take this opportunity even it takes me like a hundred or a thousand times yeah 
Um, then he breaks the loop. He breaks the loop. He's able to get outside. He he's like outside. It's a really trippy scene that I yeah. love, where he's just like looking down the street and people's clothes are changing and people are, you know, some like sometimes they're looking different ways or they have the mm-hmm. phone in their hand or sometimes they are. Um, they're just like there's like there's a young girl there instead of an old lady and mm-hmm. you know or like it's a really cool scene of like it looks like the girl is growing up but it's really it's just you know it's different people walking down in these different things he's got all of these realities he also has a shit ton of moths that's true um they don't really explain the moths they've been like they can make their way into his world um and they, they don't explain it i feel like i got their emotional bit on them but yeah. i didn't really get the exact reasoning behind them um they might be like his it's like i know this is like a time travel like weird loop movie but it, for the most part it makes sense and then you get the moths I'm like what are the moths i feel like the moths doing? might symbolize you know all these lost well no the the mochi gumans are all the lost possibilities um they might be like his insecurities that have been building up through all these loops or something just like the manifestation of like his insecurities or like his fears because that's what akashi fears is mom so it's like him eventually he like his fear yeah but eventually i think like he settles into like a timeline and he starts running to the bridge starts running to the bridge that we saw in the first episode where Ozu was mm-hmm. threatening to jump off if his safety wasn't insured. Yeah. Um, and the, the moths are swarming behind him. He, they're like, eat, his his beard and his clothes get All eaten up so he's naked. Ozu is being threatened there and he like jumps up on the ledge with them and he's like, don't worry, Ozu, I, I'm here for you. And Ozu's like, who the hell are you? Why are you naked? <laughs> Why are you naked? He's like, don't worry about it. I'll cover you. The mods attack the crowd. Actually freaks the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> but like people scatter. They fall off and they're like in the river, like desperately holding on to each other. And he's like, Ozu, I'm not going to let go of you. And Ozu's like, why are you doing this? My legs broke. Let me go. Um, and I was like, don't you know we're tied together by the black thread of fate? Yeah, <laughs> Which great. is a line that Ozu always says to him. Um, Higuchi shows up and is like, hey, you know, we'll take responsibility but, like, we got to get him to shore and get him to I as, like, his mentor, like, his mentor will take responsibility. Yeah. Um, he. Ozu gets taken away in an ambulance, the hospital, because he's got a broken yep. leg. Um, the crowd kind of disperses. Akashi is just, like, stunned from all the moths. And. Um, Higuchi gives Senpai a scarf because he's naked. He's yeah, like, oh, to cover shit. himself. <laughs> Um, but he goes up to Akashi and puts the Mochiguman in her hand. Because every time that she's had a moth on her before, yeah, she, she'll like squeeze one of them as like a stress relief thing yeah. to calm herself down. So he puts one of those in her hand and he's like, I think this is yours. It just showed up in my laundry one day. And she's like, are you the owner of this of the pair of underpants? Black underpants? <laughs> and he's like, yes, I think this will fit me perfectly. It's like the Cinderella. <laughs> and he's like do you want to go get some neko ramen and she's like yes for some reason i feel like i've been i've been wanting to hear that for a long time and in the first episode he promised her to yeah. take her to neko ramen at some point and he all, never all she wanted was, was for him to like 
make make good on his promise, which yes. is to take Which it. is hit hard in episode one and two, and yeah. not really touched on mm-hmm. again until like this. Yeah. Um. So they go to Neko Ramen. Um, we learn that the ramen shop owner also went to school the same year as Jogasaki and mm-hmm. Higuchi and Hanuki. Um, the, you know, and it was a, he's like, I'm not going to tell you most of what happens with me and Akashi because there's nothing more boring than a love oh. story that goes right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, but damn um, it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they then go visit Ozu in the hospital. Yeah. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta introduce me to your girlfriend. He's like, who told you about that? <laughs> he's like, I got my ways of knowing. And then we get to see like a Ozu this whole time has always had like weird like demon teeth mm-hmm. every time he's been pictured because he's like a monster to yeah. senpai. Um, but this time around, he just looks way more normal. And the um, senpai though is like, I'll, I'll do this for you, but in exchange, you gotta introduce us to your girlfriend. And then he's got the teeth, and it's like, okay. Yeah. This is good stuff, but I mean that's the Tommy. That's the Tommy Galaxy. The only thing you're missing is that uh, Higuchi and the Hygienist go on like. Oh yes, he, he tells Higuchi, like, take her with you. And he's like, well, you know, I was yeah. gonna like, no, 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 no. Say, come with me. Mm-hmm. Invite, like, genuinely invite her. And, you know, and we get a scene like they send postcards and they're in, like Egypt and stuff yeah, together. Yeah. So. Um, because she was his, or he was her on again, off again boyfriend. Yeah. I don't know if we touched, we mentioned she had on there, but um, so I was like, no, 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 just you know, seize this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we got to mention, there's going to be a sequel to this show. Yes, I was going to bring this up later, but there is going to be okay. a sequel to this show, directed by. I forgot his name. Shingo Natsumi. I think I'm getting the name right. I think you're the right. director of Sunny Boy. So I am. Hype. Yes. I love Sunny Boy. This show is a masterpiece. Um, I mean, it's a little like, okay, Masaki Yuasa is not working on it. You know, when he did, yeah. he did this and he did Night of Short Walk on Girl. But, but I don't you know. I, I trust Shingo Natsumi after Sunny Boy and after helping with Space Danny. I think he can. Yeah, he's shown that he can do he good can work. Do the, he can do good work. So I think he can do this justice. Mm-hmm. So I am, uh, I am excited for that. We'll probably talk about it, if not fully cover it. Oh, we'll probably cover it when it comes out. I don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, it's something. I read a synopsis for it, like a paragraph synopsis, and it's like a a time traveler shows up in his and Ozu's apartment, and they try to borrow his time machine or something. I don't know. It's it's weird. (laughs) It was a weird paragraph that I read. Um, But uh, yeah, no, that should be good. I'm excited. Uh, Going over these episodes, I might bump this up to a nine. Okay, I I thought there was a little more like filler in the middle, but there's there's less of that than I thought. Yeah, because I, I mean, like it goes, the first six, like the first two, they drop the whole like repeating a lot of beats mm-hmm. in the second episode, so there are a lot more like. So this is a note that I had. Do you remember in our discussion about remake our life that I didn't want them to reset, yeah, the the year a lot because I didn't want to undo all like the character growth that we've got. This show resets the year all the time. It does, but it works. They, but they lean into it too. Um, it's also that nobody remembers what happens. Yeah, because like in remake, the main character knows that he yeah. shifted. These are just altered, basically alternate. I would parallels. also say that remake is not as artistic as this too, no. and it it didn't 
if Remake were to, were to do that, which they didn't really end up doing it, but like if they were to do that, I would have been mad because we put like six episodes at the beginning of these characters. Oh, yeah. Whereas... This one's... This one is... You don't get to know the characters really well until the end when mm-hmm. you can kind of put all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Um, and then you get to know them as fully facet. And they talk about this in the shows. Like you get when you see different sides of people, they become three D instead of two D. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a a scene where you like see Jogasaki turning and more and more of him gets flushed out. Um, you know, and that's they leaned into it in the show and it worked. So even yeah. though it did what I didn't want remake our life to do. It worked way better than Remake Our Life because they leaned into it and they took the artistic approach to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of craft that goes into this show, which is why I would give it a 10, I think. Um, Banger opening, too. Oh, yeah. Great opening, great ending. Do we want to talk about how the... Because now we're just kind of in wrap-up notes, right? Okay. So um, I wanted to note that this anime is about flooring, which is your specialty. Ha! You don't sell to Tommy Mats. You don't sell to Tommy Mats no, in I'll the flooring to, department I'll of Knox? bring that up with corporate. <laughs> There's not a market for Tommy Mats in Western culture? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Start heavily... <laughs> get a sponsorship deal with the Tommy Galaxy. Menard sponsors the Tommy Galaxy. <laughs> get the Tommy Galaxy branded Only Tommy Mats. Only store in America that sells to Tommy Mats. <laughs> Epping him Menards. Uh, okay um i wanted to note that i think are some of the memories i wrote at one point are some memories unconsciously retained because the like every time that the fortune teller ups her price by a thousand he's like hey that was more than last time sort of thing or hey that was really short this time i think that was more played for comedy i don't think that actually happened um i think there's always that uh thread that Every time they jump, they kind of unconsciously might remember some things. Yeah. But I think in this case, they're mainly playing it for class. Um, which I wrote a different note today that says, instead of that being, are some memories unconsciously retained? Because there's just like other things. Well, well, that thread there and that thread there. And it's not that. It's that everything that happened in the other timeline still happened. It's just whether or not Senpai was there to see them. Correct. So, like, the movie that gets made still happens. The fireworks still happen. The cult event still happens with mm-hmm. the airship. The bicycle gang still happens. Yeah. You know, the, these things are all still... Just because Senpai's not there doesn't mean that these things... Mm-hmm. Which I think I, that's what I like happen. about this show, is that nothing nothing really changes, but there's enough to where it's, like, either interesting or, to, like, adds to the plot or stuff yeah. like that. Because, uh-huh. like, you would think a lot of times a show, if they did this premise, it would be completely different every episode. Where this one, it's just. No, it's just small things. Here and there. Yeah. Um, the I also have a note here. They switched the opening and the ending of the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought, does that mean something? <laughs> I was trying to think what that could mean. And it's like, this is the. This is now the end of the beginning, and it's and when they it's the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, I would I was thinking that too when they play the beginning at the end. It's like is this the beginning of the end? But I would say no. I think it's more just the end of the beginning is what they're going for. You lost me. <laughs> so when they end the show with the beginning, I take that not as. This is the this is the beginning of the end. I take this as this is a new beginning. Gotcha. 
action. Um, and this is the end of the beginning because we're, we're done with this show. But these lives will keep happening. Things will keep going on. Um, Could it be know, that like and this is a the ending beginning. is like this... I'm going to say metaphor, that's probably not the right word, for like his time jumping. So like, because they started with it, that means he's done with it. And So like, as soon as we hear the ending, we're done with that part. But, ah, see, that doesn't really work because this last episode, he doesn't time jump. It's 10 and 11 are concurrent. Yeah. And we have the ending still at the end of episode 10. So we have the ending twice in a row. Yeah. So, no, I think it's, I think it's supposed to be, first of all, it's fun. It's yeah. interesting. Second of all, I, I like my take that it's the, a new beginning. The beginning playing at the end of the show means that these characters are entering into a new beginning. Okay. Um, they've got, they're in a different part of their lives. They're moving forward from the, the two year time skip period. And it's the end of the beginning. The, be, the ending playing at the beginning symbolizes <laughs> that, hey, this is the end of the beginning. So... You just beginning. keep saying end of the beginning and beginning yes. of the end. It doesn't make no it's sense. It's a circle. <laughs> Everything's a circle. It's a loop. But the loop is broken. You got a new beginning now. Okay. Um we just yeah, just let's go away from that. The... I don't have any other notes. Again, I mainly wrote down plot notes this time. I wrote down I didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> I wrote down our... Oh, we see... We focus on different side characters more, like, each iteration, each episode, which we kind of already touched okay. on. They just get... They get fleshed out more as we see more of them. So, like, when I watched the first two episodes of this way back when, several years ago, I thought, okay, that the Jogasaki guy, now that he's been made, you know, revealed for a fraud, like, I'm not going to, like... I, I just thought of him as, like, a one-off character. Oh, um, no. You know, you know, I didn't realize how often he would come back up. So, um, which we kind of already—I've already given my rating. I want to give this a ten out of ten. If okay. at the very least, a nine out of ten. I got you. So I said eight. I think I'd raise it up to a nine after discussing. Okay, it's not a ten for me though. Okay, I can't. I cannot change your opinion. Then it would no longer be your opinion. So, um, do we want to talk about best girl? Uh, sure. Okay. I think it's, it's obvious, Akashi. but... Yeah, it's Akashi. Yeah. Um, we can go on to... All aboard! I don't know why we switched the train all aboard. It only makes sense in Rail Wars. It's supposed to be all aboard on the ship. Yeah. Because it's... We're talking about ships. Yes. <laughs> um, the... There's obviously... There's they our main all character. on the ships? Uh, sort of. I'm just... I feel like they say all aboard in the middle of Yellow Submarine, the Beatles song at some point, and that's what I keep going to. Okay. It's like everyone get on the on the ship. I think I think of Polar Express. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, they say it on trains too. Anyway. Anyways. We're talking about ships. Talking about ships. There's the obvious one. Uh best ship, I think. I think we're both in agreement that it's our main character in Akashi. Yes, I think you're yeah. right. I, I want to give a props to Jogasaki and Kaori though. <laughs> of course you do. I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of sweet. He treats her right. <laughs> he does treat her right. But, it's, and the main character is like, no, no, no. This is pure. People don't understand this. Yeah. This is pure. It's pure. And he like, loves that doll. And, and she like, loves him. Well. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like okay whatever i wanted to give a special note out to um higuchi and anarchy because yeah. they're kind of like a weird like will they won't they on off thing mm-hmm. that i think has a nice sweet ending too i'm yeah. like no 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 I, like, I, be i think the only it. issue with that one is you don't get quite as enough you don't see a lot of it. yeah you yeah. don't get enough to warrant it being the ship of the well, no, sure. it's it's not the best ship of the show because it's no. not the focus of it. But I like that it's there and but, that hey, stuff happens that we don't get to see. Like yeah. even though like this is all about seeing. Also, oh, they went to school together. I'm sure there's there's eight years of history yeah. there. Yeah. No, it's it's like I said. The I think the message of the show is a lot of you see different sides of people. You get a more they become more and more fully mm-hmm. formed. But there are things you don't see about people too, and mm-hmm. that still affects their character and sees to move on so um and then you know the only other the only other uh great ship in this show is the birdman what that's an airplane never mind <laughs> i was gonna say it was ozu and the the one lady that we that we get like oh the three glimpses of yeah those are your main four ships, unless you want to go to like a screw the screw the show. Let's put Senpai and Ozu together, that type of ship. Oh, the the fifth ship I was gonna say was really only relevant in the first episode, which yeah. is when Higuchi says yeah. that he's thinking about pairing um, Akashi with Ozu, mm-hmm. and that's like nah. that never really comes up. Like I was always like a little afraid of it towards the beginning. I'm like, oh no, if he doesn't do this, Ozu's because you're not supposed to like Ozu at the beginning. That's and true. Then, he just becomes more and more lovably evil. Yeah. He's chaotic <laughs> good. Probably not good. <laughs> I would say he's chaotic neutral, neutral. at best. Um, but like the episode, like he seems more of a normal person in the last three episodes mm-hmm. than he does anywhere else. So, um, And we don't see a lot of him in the show. Like you'd think no. he'd be all over it, but he's like, He's doing a lot of like he's just in the background doing things. He's too busy in each episode to show up because he's doing all those other things yeah. that happen in the other episodes during it. He's filming the movie. He's uh, playing both sides of the prank war. He's shooting those fireworks. He, he's stealing an airship from a cult. He's still like with the tennis club, I think, just spreading rumors and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing all that. He's busy. Yeah, <laughs> he can't show up in every scene. Um, this is uh, I don't know. Yeah, so that's the fifth ship. I mean, I guess you could ship. Theoretically, you can ship our main character with Kauri and um yeah. the dot Ozu's girlfriend and mm-hmm. um, Hanuki as well. But those are like touched upon for like an episode or two. I feel strong enough you could decide that, but I just think his relationship with Akashi. Is oh yeah, better. no, yeah. yeah. Because that's what the show is about. <laughs> and Jugasaki's a better match with Kaori. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Jugasaki. Jugas- I don't uh, know why you're judging that ship. They're, they're adorable. It's adorable. I look, think. man, love has all sizes and shapes, and I'm not going to judge you. He I'm loves just, that doll. It's. I'm just going to say that it's not for me. That's fine. It's I'm not. I'm not going to go bust in and it's say it's not you for can't. me either. But I can appreciate his love for that doll. Okay. He treats it right. He, far, from what we see. From what we see, he treats that doll right. Which just, is a lot more than what some man, people I, do with real girls. I'm not going to condemn it, but I'm not going to condone it. Okay. <laughs> You're going to bring up that comment I made while watching it? It's like, 
Oh, he's he's gonna make a choice. It's gonna be the wrong choice. <laughs> what did I say? Crap. You, I have a note here that says Ben chooses the real life doll. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how he worded that though. It was like he's gonna make the wrong choice here, and the right choice is coward. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the- what it was. Something like that. <laughs> like he's gonna make the right choice. But it, it should be Coyote. God, it's so dumb. I, okay, right. that's enough talking about the real life doll. I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna break anybody up that's hitting a real life doll. I'm just gonna not do that myself. Uh, and try not to judge people. I'm not but, gonna do it either. I can just appreciate the relationship. Can we stop talking about it? You keep bringing it up. Okay. Is it weird he has a boob wall, though? Yes, it's weird he has a boob wall. Oh, that might actually diminish the relationship a little bit. Why do you have a boob wall? Because he loves boobs. I mean, he's a weird guy. Okay, so, in before we close out this episode, we need to reveal your number two anime. Okay. So, uh, we'll recap your list, I guess. We didn't recap mine last time. No. So. I'll just reveal it. So my number two is Fate Zero. Fate Zero is your number two. Fate Zero is my number two. Okay, okay. I have to look at your list because I have an idea of what number one is going to be. You should know my number one. I'm pretty sure I've told you my number one. Oh, no, I've seen your list before. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to pull up my note where I have listed (laughs) the current list. Um, But the... But uh, Fate Zero is fantastic. Um... Again, it was one of those early shows I watched when I first started watching anime, and it just hooked me with its premise, its plot, its animation. Everything about it just stuck with me. Okay. I know you're number one. Yeah. And this is my number one for a long time, but another show that I kept watching and thought about, it passed it. Yeah, no, it's I, I had to look to make sure it wasn't already okay. listed because I'm like that was my own thing. Like, maybe he's already said this show, and like and then I'd have to like really ponder what it is. But I know what your number one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of number ones, next week because it'd be a little like I'm I'm supposed to reveal my number one next week, and then you're supposed to, or not next week, next episode because yeah. we do this every two weeks, um, and you're supposed to reveal your number one the episode after that. We're actually just going to combine. We're going to reveal both of our number ones yeah. next episode. Because it just be a little bit more like... I feel like you revealing your number one would fall flat when it's... Like, this is the big climax we've been building to. And then either mine will feel flat because it's not the true end. Or you'll also feel flat because... Well, who cares? I've already yeah. announced mine. So we're just going to both reveal our number ones. Mm-hmm. Which are different are. next week. So, our next episode. Which, next episode, we are covering my... Number six favorite anime, Fully Cooly. Um, it's only six episodes. It's got a killer soundtrack by the Pillows. Um, so I'm excited to make you watch it finally. Have what? We'll talk about Fully Cooly on the Fully Cooly episode next yeah. week. If you're asking me what I know about it, not a lot. <laughs> I think I might have seen like ten minutes of it. Okay, so don't forget. That if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at anime underscore territory. Mm-hmm. We release episodes every two weeks on um, podcast platforms like Anchor, 
Anchor is where it's hosted. Yep. And then, you know, it gets sent out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, some other things. We also upload to um, YouTube. To YouTube. And we are anime territory in both of those locations on podcast platforms and on YouTube. Yep. Um, we stream sometimes, twitch.tv slash dementedgoku. Um, we haven't streamed in a little bit, but we're very close to finishing Chrono Trigger. Um, I would say we have maybe two streams until we finish that. Then we have side quests to do, and then oh, great final, side quests. final dungeon. Um, the the side quests are kind of fun because they they're the ones that deal with time travel shenanigans the most. Like you got to go do something in the past and that changes something in the future, and find out information from the future to go back to the past and stuff. Anyway, um, we're well, close. We've been on that. like a time travel like time dilation kick. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the yeah so fully coolly next episode mm-hmm. watch a stream we'll we'll tweet out when we're streaming um, we normally do it like every other Saturday every or so other Saturday. at like ten o'clock so we stream kind of late um, let us know in the comments that we hardly ever check if uh, you want us to cover something specific we've already got things scheduled but our schedules have changed before yep. Um, you know, give us stream ideas uh, for when we finish Chrono Trigger. Uh, if you want me to open up Digimon cards on pack, I know people love Pokemon card pack openings, but I don't really care that much about Pokemon cards. But I'll open some Digimon cards on Ooh. pack or packs on. on I'll streaming. open up cards. Yeah, I don't care what they are. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we'll look into maybe doing some stuff like that. We might do a fall winter or a fall anime. Stream. Well, yeah, we should probably do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll probably like, do that before we do Chrono Trigger. There's been like two shows I've been watching this fall. episodes through now for yeah. the winter stuff. For the fall. And yeah, I haven't watched fall. anything yet because of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess we'll close out by saying, God, I wish I could redo this podcast episode. Wow. <laughs>